Hey y'all, welcome back to Motivational Monday. This is your girl Darnisha Hopkins and I am here with another segment. As y'all all know, this is your weekday's motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. And I am so excited to be sharing another encouraging word with y'all again. Another encouraging message. Listen, grab somebody that you know. Bring them along with you. Turn this podcast up. Turn that speaker up. Turn that phone up. Turn that radio up. Turn that iPad up and join me, okay? This is Motivational Monday. Share, like, and subscribe. Let's talk about it. back family welcome back family welcome back family listen i am so excited to be talking with y'all again today god placed this in my spirit identity crisis some of us are dealing with an identity crisis because the devil our adversary don't want us to know who we are or want us to forget who we are in christ But I stand to declare that the devil is alive today. Some of us are dealing with an identity crisis and we don't know who we are as a person first. Some of us don't know who we are as a person. A lot of us don't know ourselves because we are so, we are being conformed and overtaken by the world uh, or by what the world says or think that we should be. Um, A lot of us are being lost in all of these new ways of the world. Every time a new phrase come out, we saying that new phrase. Every time a new slogan comes out, we saying a new slogan that we don't even know the meaning of. But because we hear it and we're seeing it, we're doing it. We're copying it. And we're conforming to the ways and the things of the world. A lot of us don't fully understand who we are. Um, a lot of us don't understand our triggers, um, our happiness, our sadness, um, our what makes us angry, what makes us upset, what we like, what we don't like. A lot of us don't know who we are as a person. And a lot of times that can stem into relationships because when we don't know who we are as an individual, we'll go and try to find ourselves. This can be man and woman. We'll go and try to find ourselves in relationships or in situationships or in friendships. We'll go and try to find ourselves through other people when another person is not the solution to who we are. I believe that us as people... We have to really get beat. First of all, we have to isolate ourselves sometimes and we have to really get down to the to the nitty gritty and find out who we are. And in the process of finding out who we are and the things and our weaknesses and strengths and all those things that makes us us in the process of that, we have to learn to um, deal with some things about ourselves that we really don't want to deal with. There are some things about us that we do not want to deal with, that we thought that we've locked away, threw away, put in the storage, put a cover on it, buried it, and it's done. But no, because a lot of times the stuff that we bury, when the water gets on it, it gets washes back up in a way. And so what we need to do is we need to take what we bury or what we thought that we have hidden, we need to take it head on and deal with a lot of the pain that we have been hiding for years. Because a lot of us have been hiding pains, hiding traumas, hiding things that we've never told anybody for years. 
And because we thought that we've gotten over it, we've let it go and we've kind of forgotten about it until we're off somewhere by ourselves and until we're isolated. And then all those things come back up that we thought that we locked up and we stored away. You know, because isolation breeds for us to really accept our reality of who we are. And that's something that we cannot even find in a man. You can be in several relationships. You can be in several um situate or business relationships or friendships it does not matter and it still won't help you find who you are one of the things that I did during my divorce was I was by myself and I know to a lot of people it may seem crazy or unnormal because you were by yourself during your divorce yeah I had people that I talked to I had people that I confided in but most of the time I was by myself because while I was healing I didn't want to be around anybody I didn't feel good about myself I was going through some stuff that was embarrassing for me to talk about this man had this stuff to me that I still don't want to tell to this day to anybody it's embarrassing but in order for me to get over where but in order for me to have gotten over where I was during that time, I needed to be by myself. I needed to be isolated with just me and God and nobody else really. And I thank God that I did that. I thank God that I was able to to be in a place where I can start my steps toward healing. Because even with a lot of mess and chaos that was going on around me, God still gave me some peace about the situation. And so I just want us to understand that in order for us to really heal, we have to find out who we are first, our stressors. What stresses us out? What puts pressure on us? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? What are we good at doing? What are we not so good at doing? And it's okay to say things that we are not good at doing because sometimes, well, because nobody is good at doing everything. Let's just go ahead and say that. None of us are good at doing everything. You know, there are some things to be good at. There are some things to be not so good. Another thing, what are, we're gonna get to that. <clears throat> yeah. So what? <laughs> so what are our, what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Okay. What are we good at doing? What are we not good at doing? Do we are we really taking our trauma and our um and our pains on head on? Or are we hiding them? Are we locking that that um? Are we locking the door? Are we throwing away the key? Are we putting that that um? that bucket way down in the ground we need to you know face our troubles and our problems head on and i'm saying we because i'm talking about me too we need to face that head on even the stuff that we don't talk about even the habits that we have that nobody knows about but god we need to face that head on because in order for us to find out who we are we have to take on everything our identity who we are our problems our habits the things that we don't want to talk about the traumas and that's going to equate to us knowing who we are as a person, our identity. What do we want in a relationship? What don't we want? What kind of person are we? You know, sometimes I, I can be a bit mean. I don't, I don't try to be, but sometimes I can be in my mood. Sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, I can be a bit, uh, I'm picky. That ain't, that's all the time. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me to say no. Sometimes I would rather give the own, I would rather give somebody a hundred dollars if a hundred dollars is all I have. Sometimes I, I would, I, I give too much. And a lot of times I don't get that same thing in return. You know, my heart is too big sometimes for people whose heart is too little towards me. You know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Sometimes I wish I didn't care as much. 
as I do for a person, but I do. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the things that make you individually who you are, that makes you uniquely who you are as a person? The Bible says that if any man be in Christ Jesus, they are a new creature. Because when we start to understand who we are as a person and accept everything, our strengths, our weaknesses, what we like, our dislikes, our, uh, heal from our traumas head on, go to counseling, do that, uh, get a spiritual uh, uh, counselor, a pastor, whatever we need to do. Once we find out who we are as an individual, then we can step into who we are in Christ. We can step into who we are as, in, uh, in Christ. And I say that because Jesus gave us our own different gifts and our own different anointings and our own different talents. We, we don't have, well, Jesus gets here. And so we don't have um, this, well, we do, but a lot of us are different. We may both be, let's say, for example, I may be a singer and somebody else that I know may be a singer, but our voice ranges are different. Our tones are different. Our registers are different. We have different singing styles. Nobody does anything the same. You may do the same thing, but you're not going to do it the same way that they do it because you are you and they are them. And so God has gifted us with our own unique um, talents and, and, and gifts. And some of us have been anointed to do the things that God has gifted us to do. We have been anointed to break yokes with our singing. We have, we have been anointed to break yokes with our cooking. We have been anointed to break yokes with our preaching and through our speaking and through our worship or through our prayer. God has anointed some of us to be able to do some of this. So who are you in Christ? Who are you in Christ? That, that's, that's the second thing. Who are you in Christ? Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Have you asked God to reveal to you who you are in Christ Jesus? Have you asked God to show you who you are? Because a lot of us see, and, and, I, and I'm seeing this, and just take this how I'm seeing it, um, because this is for everybody, but a lot of us don't know who we are in Christ either, I believe, because a lot of us try to pattern, uh, because I'm going to just say it like this. There is nothing wrong with being inspired by somebody. Nothing wrong, because there are a lot of um uh, not a lot, but there are, let me say, I want to say maybe two, two or three preachers that I'm, in, I'm inspired by, that like, I really am inspired by them. I love them. I love their ministry. I love the way that they meant. I just love it, you know, but there's a difference between me being inspired by them and me copying them or trying to be them. There's a, there's a difference. And a lot of people I see, you know, try to be like somebody else to the point where they take their whole identity. Oh, they hair and they hair is good. They hair is cut like it's a short style or whatever. Or it's a high top fade. I want to give me a high top fade. I want to wear skinny jeans. I want to have my shirt all open so you can see my chest. I want to be that kind of pastor. But what about who God called you to be? What about the kind of pastor or minister that God called you to be? I don't believe that God called you to take that whole person's identity because more, more or less, most likely they got that from somebody else too. And because they thought it was cool, they've lost their identity of who they are. You may not have the same preaching or speaking style as that person, but be yourself. You don't have to be them. I've seen that it's a lot of people in the world that would do anything to try to fit in, fit in with the next person. They will sell they, some of them, they kidney to try to fit in with, to, to try to fit in with anybody else. If somebody else is doing something, they want to be a part of the group or the crew so bad. 
that they'll do anything, and I mean anything, to be accepted because they don't feel validated by who they are. They don't feel validated. They don't feel like uh, their life means anything. Uh, your life means something. You just don't know who you are. And so because you don't know who you are, every new fad, every cool fad, you try to imitate or be like because you're not certain or for sure about who you are as an individual. Because when you know for sure, when you know that you know that you know that God has made you a unique individual, then you won't try to be like nobody else because you know that you are unique. You are the epitome of uniqueness because God made you that way. So you won't try to go and be like X, Y, and Z. You won't try to go and be like the new pastor that's out. Or you won't try to go and do your church like the way they're doing their church. Be who you are. Do what God told you to do. Say what God told you to say. And you're going to be all right. So when we find out who we are as an individual and we find out who we are in Christ, then what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Nothing is stopping you. Once you're born in Christ, once you're in Christ, once you're a new creature, then what is stopping you? You're the apple of God's eye. You know God's will for your life. You know who God made you to be. You know who God called you to be. You know what he told you to do. What is stopping you? Our adversary. Somebody say our adversary. The enemy is stopping you from being who you are in Christ. The enemy wants us to be stumped by the things of the world because he is the prince of the air. He is, is possessing a lot of these people to do what they do. The enemy is using folks to do this. Sex in schools, transgender in schools, teaching these children about this stuff. Satanism. They don't even teach, they don't even have prayer in schools anymore. But you want to teach about, you want to show these children how to how, show the boys how to be a woman and show the women how to be a man. The devil is a liar. The enemy wants us to accept the new norm that he's using people in this world to try and bring. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I just somebody to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We ain't got to do what everybody else is doing. We don't have to act how the world is acting. We don't have to accept what the world is giving for us to accept. We know what God called us to do. We know who God called us to be. We have to keep on the whole armor of God, people of God. We have to keep on, keep on the whole armor of God because we're fighting spiritual wickedness, principalities, rulers of dark places. We, we ain't fighting the flesh. We're fighting the spirit. This is a spiritual battle. And so just because the world told us or just because the people in this world that is being used and unctioned by the enemy is telling us that something is normal does not mean that we have to accept that as children of God as our new normal because the Bible and Jesus tells us otherwise. We don't have to accept anything that's becoming the new normal in this world that the enemy is using people to do. We don't have to accept same-sex marriage. That ain't of God. That ain't what God said. I'm sorry. I know a lot of us try to make the word fit our complex and our uh, sinful way of thinking. I know a lot of us try to make the Bible, uh, uh, try to take out stuff and put stuff in for it to make us fit around what we want to do and how we want to live. And the devil is a lie. The Bible, you cannot take anything out the Bible or add anything to the word of God. You have to take it whole. And if you don't like it, you just don't like it. But you have to take the word of God whole and do what God tells you to do. Holy. Amen. So 
Um, with that being said, people of God, we have to understand that we are peculiar. We are the light of the, of the world. We are the light of the earth. We don't have to accept that as our new normal. Amen. And so because we know who we are in Christ, we'll know that even though the world says, uh, um, even though the world says that this is going to happen or that is going to happen, even if the world tells us to accept something that we know is not of God, because in our house, we're going to serve the Lord. We know that we will not let that stand. We know that because we see what the enemy is trying to do in our schools. We see we're not trying to do what the enemy is doing in our schools. We see that the enemy is attacking these youth, these children. We know that we're going to pray over our children. We're going to talk to our children. We're going to prepare our children at the house because work starts in the home first. You can't send your child out to school unprepared, out into this world unprepared. Work starts in the house. Parents, raise your children. Train your children up in the way that they should be. Train them up. Raise them. Show them what to do. Show them what to say. When they have an interaction with a cop that's racist, with a racist spirit. Show them what to say when they have interactions with people who call them everything but a child of God. Show them how to react. Show them, talk to them how to get out of a situation just to make it home and handle that later in court. Show them what to do because we're living in that kind of world now, people of God, whether you want to accept it or not. That's the kind of world we're living in now. And we have to understand who we are in Christ so that we can help our children understand who they are in Christ. Because you can't pour from an empty cup. If you don't know who you are, you can't help them understand who they are. And if you are a king or a queen of the most high God, then they are heirs of the kingdom. They are prince and princesses of Jesus. They are. So you have to help them understand who they are too. And so once again, I ask you, who's stopping you? When you understand who you are, you understand that the adversary is prowling around like a lion looking for whom he may devour but you have made up in your mind that in your house you're going to serve the Lord. And who, are, who is stopping you? Who are you afraid of? Nobody. Somebody shout nobody. <laughs> Somebody say nobody. I know I don't hear you, but I, I'm, I'm believing that you're saying this. Who, who are you scared of? Who are you afraid of? The Lord is the light of my salvation. Who are you afraid of? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Who are you afraid of? Nobody. Who are you scared of? Nobody. Who are we fearing? Say nobody. Nobody. <laughs> because you know who you are in Christ. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this bless you. And I pray that this blesses you or it will bless you. Uh, God bless every single, every single last um, one of you. And I pray that y'all can share this um, and invite somebody else to listen Thank y'all so very much. God bless you. And y'all have an amazing Monday. Bye.